been talking for the last several weeks, we've been talking really on who we are in Christ Jesus. And, and what we've got down to is looking at our inheritance. We have an inheritance in Christ. And I will look at a couple of other things um, over the next couple of weeks on what we have as an inheritance. Praise God. I know that we looked at the Jesus inherited all things and that we are his joint heir. So really all things belong to us. And the Bible says that clearly over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. But we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Let me just read this verse out just as we start this evening. Let me just look in John 16 for a second. And just on that point before we move on this evening. But look, John 16 and verse... In verse 7 it says, Nevertheless I tell you the truth, it is expedient or it is more necessary for you that I go away. Why? So that the Comforter, the Holy Ghost will come. Amen. So thank God Jesus has left, but he didn't leave us orphans. He didn't abandon us. We have the Holy Ghost, praise God, who lives on the inside of us. Amen. And it says, If I depart, I'll send him on to you. And then it says, and when he has come, he'll reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And always remember that there, that the sin that the Holy Spirit has reproven the world of is the, the singular sin of the rejection of Jesus Christ. That is the only sin that will send a person to hell because sin has been paid for in full. But people just have to receive Jesus. And so the gospel presents people with either receiving Jesus or rejecting Jesus. If you have Jesus, you have life. And if you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. But the good news is, is you can. And you just have to receive him. So, um, and then down here, look in verse um, 13. Well, verse 12, it says, I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them, or you wouldn't get it now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Amen. Verse 14, he shall glorify me. Amen. So Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would come. And what he's going to do is he's going to glorify me. And it says, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. Look at this here. All things that the Father has are what? Mine. Notice that. Jesus said, all things that the Father has are his. Therefore said I, that he shall take off mine, the Holy Spirit shall take off mine, and he shall show it unto you. Why do you think the Holy Spirit's going to show us all of these things? Because we are his joint heir. Amen. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to Jesus, but we are Jesus' joint heir. So everything is ours. Amen. And so we needed the Holy Spirit to show these things to us. That's why in Ephesians it tells us to pray that we would get a revelation of what Jesus done for us, how that affects us. So we'd understand our inheritance. You know, was we're in Christ, what Jesus done, how it affects our lives. And we needed to get a revelation of that because we have an inheritance. Amen. And so thank God that we have this inheritance. And so we looked at, you know what, all things are ours. And we've seen that in Abraham's life, that Abraham was the heir of the world. And God blessed Abraham and we're blessed in Christ. And so we've seen that Abraham's blessings are ours. And so the Bible let us know what things future was ours, but also things present. And so praise God. Let me tell you, God will look after us in this life and everything in this life is for us. God has filled this world with his goodness. 
You know, he didn't fill this world with his goodness for the devil. He filled this world for, with his goodness for his children. And so let me tell you, this world is full of the goodness of God, and it's ours. And that means you don't have to feel guilty if you have nice things. Amen. You know, God will add to your life. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. You know what? If we're willing and obedient, the Bible says we'll eat the good of the land. And so God wants us to have the good of the land. But God wants us to put him first. God doesn't want us running after money. God wants us putting Jesus first and loving Jesus. And so there's a balance to all of these things. But you know what? I end up looking, you know, even at Abraham's life, how that God kept adding to his life, how finances kept coming into his life. You know, he went down to Egypt and he came out, you know, uh, with possessions. He increased. Everywhere he went, he increased. Yet Abraham wasn't running after the stuff. Abraham was looking for a city. He had his eyes you know, on God. He had his eyes on eternal things. And that's the way we're meant to be. When you have a heavenly perspective, then you can, you can be a, of earthly good. When you're here, you can affect earth. Sometimes people say you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. No, that's, that's just stupid statements. You know, you, the more heavenly minded you become, you know, not stupid minded, but heavenly minded, you know, Jesus centered, the more you um, focus on things above, the more effective you are in this world because you have a heavenly perspective, a kingdom perspective on your life, on everything that you have. Everything flows out of your relationship with God. And so Abraham, he didn't run after money, but look at how God blessed him. And that's our blessing. That blessing is ours. So when people said, you know what, God won't prosper you, well then, you know what, that's not true because the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. Yeah. So, and then sometimes people say, oh, you're money-minded or you're one of them or, you know, you're, you're whatever. You know what, um, people want to put labels on different things. No, we're just seeking Jesus, but God loves us. Amen. And God will cause the blessing to overtake your life. Praise God. Now, I looked, you know, last week I looked and, and just looked at several things like the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just or the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the, the just. Amen. God, God has everything for us. Why? Because all things are ours. Amen. All things are ours. Praise God. And I showed a couple of things last week and just showed how that, you know what, God uh, many times through the word transferred wealth, you know, into the hands of his people, into believers' hands. And I tell you, God is a God that looks after us, looks after his kingdom, amen, looks after what he is doing in the earth. And it's God's desire to bless us, amen, so that we can then be effective in this world. Praise God. Now, if I was the devil, which I'm not, praise the Lord. <laughs> Some people think, oh, you're the devil preaching on money. Um, but you know what? If I was the devil, two things I would do. I would keep Christians discouraged. I would keep them condemned, feeling guilty and ashamed. Because then you feel you're, you can do nothing, you're a nobody. I would, not, I would do everything to prevent them from recognizing who they are in Christ Jesus, recognizing that they're a child of God, recognizing that they're the righteousness of God. I'd keep them down in the dumps. I'd whisper lies to them constantly to discourage them. Because when, you, when you're down and you start beating yourself up, it leads to other things. 
But when, you're, when your eyes are in Jesus and you know who you are, the righteous are as bold as what? A lion. He doesn't want the righteous being as bold as a lion. He wants them to be as timid as a mouse. So we'll beat them down. That's one thing I would do. Another thing I would do is I would tell them that it's godly to be poor. That it's godly to have a poverty mindset. That you know what, you don't want any of these worldly goods and all of those kind of things. You know, you don't want any earthly possessions and all of that kind of stuff. That's what I tell them because when Christians don't have finances, it affects their influence, and that's reality. So when you, you um, because it takes finances to do everything in the world. So I'm going to hit on a couple of things again this evening, you know, concerning, you know, finances and praise God. I tell you, God is a good God. Amen. Now, let me look over here for a second. Here's why the devil, you know, would love to keep the church, you know, with a poverty mentality, poverty thinking. You know, that poverty and is, you know, of being humble. That's not true. You can be prosperous and humble, the Bible says. Humility is a hard attitude. You can, you can be um, humble and be a millionaire, or you can, you can be also poor and be full of pride. So it's, um, it's nothing got to do with it. It's a hard issue. Look over here for a second. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 19. It says here, a feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry. Then it says, but money answers all things. Okay? Now, when it says money answers all things, we know that it's not talking about, like, salvation, for instance. And many know we're not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. So money can't save you. Okay? Only the blood of Jesus can save us. And the thing about the blood of Jesus is it's not corruptible. So you know what, you can have money, and um, you know what, the Bible talks about money getting wings and flying away, you know. <laughs> so you know, you could have a ball of it, and then it could take wings and fly off. You know what, the, the thing about money is it can perish, um, and all of those kind of things. But here's, here's the thing about the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the power of it will last forever. So what you were redeemed with was not with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Jesus. You know what? Money can't buy love. You know, Paul McCartney wrote that song, Money Can't Buy Me Love, and that's true. How many people, you know what, can throw money at someone, but they can't get that person to, throw, to fall in love with them? You could buy them gifts, and a person might love all the gifts, but they might not love the person. Because you can't buy love. So, and you know what? We could never buy the love of God. Praise God, He's dumped His love on us. It's amazing. And so, you know what, uh, money, you know, doesn't guarantee a great marriage. And sometimes people think, I've only had money, I'd have a better marriage. Well, do you know what, money can make you more comfortable, and money can allow you to do more things. But if, if that was the case, that money equaled a good marriage, well, then why is it that there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of very wealthy people in this world can't stay married? Because money can't buy you a good marriage, okay? Money can't buy you peace. Thank God we have peace with God tonight because of the blood of Jesus. 
And do you know what? We can walk in peace and live in peace. There's people spend thousands. Do you know, it's amazing how much money people actually spend, especially high earners. Like in the likes of, you know, some, some uh, places like New York and different places like that. It is amazing how much money they spend on, on um, um, psychologists and stuff like that, or what they'd call shrinks or whatever, that they will sit and let someone speak into their life. And they, they spend thousands trying to get peace. Medication can't get you peace. The only, only peace is found in the Prince of Peace. So money can't get you peace. There's a lot of people can't sleep because they don't have peace in their life. And you know what? They're laying in the most expensive bed. They're laying in one of those orthopedic beds or whatever and have spent, you know, several thousand pounds on a bed and a lovely room and they can't sleep because money can't give you peace. Peace, true peace comes from Jesus. Amen. So there's a bunch of things that money can't get you. You know, joy. You could, you could go and watch the best comedian in the world. And I love comedy. I, I, like, I like humor. You know, I, I, I love humor. And I, I love people that have a funny bone and can make you laugh. But you know what? You can laugh at a comedian, but that doesn't mean to say you have joy. You could spend, you know what, 150 or 60 quid on a, on a ticket to go and sit in the front row and go and watch some of these comedians. And you can laugh and you laugh, laugh, laugh on the outside. But when you go out, you don't have joy. But I tell you, joy comes in our salvation package and we have joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So money can't buy you all of these things. Joy, health. Money can't buy you health. You know what, um, rich people... Face sickness. You know what? And money, there's a lot of people that they, it's, it's been very hard for some people because there's a lot of celebrities who can click their finger and click their finger and have people run after them and then they get sick and they can't click their finger anymore. But thank God we have a healer. His name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. He is the healer. Health, health, um, having money doesn't guarantee health. And yet, you know what, sometimes when people have money, they can get good doctors and stuff like that and all the rest of it. But you know what, it doesn't guarantee those things because money can't buy the real riches in life. It can't buy those things. But this world is set up on money. And if you want to get anything in this world, you have to have money. So if you want to advance, if you want to increase, if you want to take ground and all of those kind of things, you know what, it takes money to do those things. You know, God gives favor and brings money in. But what's it for? It's for to take ground. And so um, it's the same with anything in life. It takes finances in this world. And so Satan would love to have the church sitting with a poverty mentality so that they can't be effective in this world. But this whole world is set up where money makes the world go round. If you want anything or if you have money, you can buy anything in this world and materially and stuff like that. You can buy stuff in this world because money you know, it goes a long way in this world. But money can't buy you peace. It can't buy your salvation. It can't buy joy. That's why money can never be the center of our lives. Yet you need it in life. Amen. And God is a God that does add to our lives. Thank God that he does give us richly all things to enjoy. And he knows we, we, we need things in life. Praise God. Now, the richest man in the world... The richest man that ever was. The richest man in the Bible was Solomon. And you know, Solomon didn't pursue money. What did he pursue? Wisdom. 
You see, sometimes people hear money and they run after money. No, we're meant to run after wisdom. That's why we go to church. That's why we come out and sit underneath the Word of God. Why we need the wisdom of God. We need God's wisdom in our lives. Money is, is a wonderful tool, but it can also destroy a lot of people. And so we need wisdom to know how to use it. There's a lot of people who were an idiot before they got money, and then they're an even bigger one after they got it. Because it fueled, you know, their ego. Whereas wisdom allows you to have two feet on the ground. It allows you to have the right motive. It allows you to right have the, especially when you have the wisdom of God. You have God's wisdom in everything that you do. Praise God. Now, let me look at these couple of things here for a second. Just with Solomon. Second Chronicles chapter 1. Praise the Lord. And verse 7, it says, In that night did God appear to, to um, Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. He gave him a blank check. In other words, just said, Ask whatever you want. What is it that you want? Just think about that. If we were given a blank check for God, what would we ask for? There's a bunch of things maybe, you know, we might think of straight away that we need or present needs straight away or things that we desire or whatever. But Solomon understood he needed something major in his life. He's now the king. He's going to govern all of these people. And he knew what he needed. He needed wisdom. He needed wisdom. And it says, And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, and hast made me um, to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord, let thy, pro the pro let thy promise unto David my father be established. For thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth and multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. Who can judge this people that is so great? And God said unto Solomon, Because this was in your heart, that thou neither asked for riches, wealth, honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet has they asked for long life, but has asked for wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had before thee, neither shall, uh, shall they, uh, um, any the like be after thee. So he was... He was going to be a success, not because of money, but because of wisdom. Wisdom is vital to our lives. And yet it's, it's amazing how many people just ask for money, but they don't want to ask for the wisdom of God. They don't want to sit underneath the Word. They don't want God to impact their lives. But you know what? Praise God. God is a God that prospers, but God loves us so much. That God wants to put stuff in us that keeps us. And wisdom and knowledge is absolutely key. And so God did give him wisdom. Look in 1 Kings um, um, 4 and verse 29. It says, And God gives Solomon wisdom and understanding, exceeding much, and largeness of heart. So you know, God, can ex God can expand your heart. God can expand you, give you wisdom that you didn't learn. He can show you things. I mean, didn't learn like out of textbooks. Didn't learn, you know what, maybe at home or in school. 
But God, as you walk with Him and and study His Word and spend time with Him, let me tell you, God starts giving wisdom to you. Wisdom is, is the ability to use the information that you get. A lot of people have information, but they don't know how to apply it. They don't know how to use it. But wisdom allows you to be able to apply knowledge. So God will give you knowledge, give you understanding, increase, increase you in knowledge and understanding. But wisdom gives you the, the ability then to apply that so that it works. That's why he was asking for wisdom. There's a lot of people who are smart. There's a lot of people who have degrees and all of those things, and they're stupid in life. You know what? They're silly in life because information doesn't give you wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Praise God. Wisdom allows you to see, see how things work. Wisdom allows you to see the, the, the distractions and all of that. It allows you to see through things. And some people, they're just like a walking encyclopedia. Or they're a walking, you know, person just full of Bible knowledge. They have knowledge. They have loads of knowledge, but they don't know how to apply any of it. We want to be people that can apply knowledge as well. Apply the things that we learn. Thank God for God's wisdom. Amen. And it says, And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the East. And all the wisdom of the East... And he was wiser than all men. And it says a few guys are, I can't pronounce their names. So praise God, we'll move off of that. Amen. But it lets us know that, you know what? He wrote all of these proverbs and different things. And people came from everywhere to hear his wisdom. Why? Because he asked God for wisdom. Thank God. Let me tell you, Jesus is made onto us wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. It's part of who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, in Christ Jesus, we have the wisdom of God. Start saying that about your life. You know, it's one of those things we looked at on who we are in Christ Jesus. In Christ, we have the wisdom of God. Amen. You know, we shouldn't say we're stupid. We should say I have the wisdom of God. Amen. I have the wisdom of God. Praise God. Now, over in Proverbs, let me look here for a second. You know, because the Bible lets us know here about wisdom, the importance of it. Praise God for the word. It'll keep you. You see, as I said, you know what? People sometimes just want money, but money can fuel. See, money is fuel. It'll advance you. You know, it can advance you in a good way or a wrong way. You know, it can advance you, it can advance you, you know, in life. But you know what? It also can fuel addictions and different things like that. You know what? There's a lot of people that have money and it just fuels all of this, the rubbish that's in them. Now they have money to really advance that and takes them to the wrong place. That's why money is not enough on its own. Thank God God will prosper us. But God wants to look after us as well. As in he's more interested in us as a person because he loves us. Do you know, I have a statement that I heard years ago, like just for ministry. God will build the person before he builds the ministry. God, you know, that's just the way God is. Why? Because he cares about people. Some people are just looking for success. True success isn't just, you know, names and light. True success is being a healthy believer. Where God builds you, the person, because he loves you. You know, he cares about you. Um, but in Proverbs chapter 1, what is shown is the importance of wisdom and all through the book of Proverbs. But what it was saying was wisdom's available. It's in the streets. 
You know, it's available, but you know, it's amazing how many people don't avail of wisdom. It's like, you know what, really, you teach in the Word of God, you know what, places like this should be full. Should be full, right to the back, people should be queuing up to get in. Not because of me, but because of the wisdom of God. Because of the Word of God. Yet it's amazing how many people will flock to everything else, but not to the Word. Because the Word's not their priority. There's a lot of people who avoid it like the plague. You know what? We have, we have so much access to good, sound, faith-building teaching in our generation. And yet it's amazing how many people will avoid it like the plague. And yet the benefit of the Word in our lives, you can't put a price on it. People want what wisdom gives but they won't pursue wisdom. Solomon pursued wisdom. And you know what he got? He got everything else. Because, because wisdom has those things. Yet people avoid it. And you know what? There's a lot of people who will prosper in life and prosper apart from God, but all they have is money. And money can't give you those things like, you know, sound mind. Can't do that. Can't give you peace. Can't give you joy. It can give you stuff. Money will give you everything in this world. Give you stuff. But praise God, wouldn't it be better having the stuff that you can richly enjoy it, amen, instead of just having the stuff and no peace. Driving a lovely car, but no peace. Living in a nice house, going to, you know, sleeping in a nice bed, no peace. Turning your back to each other at night, no love. She's laughing because we turn her back to each other every night, but that's because I like sleeping in a certain position. <laughs> but <laughs> we need to sleep at the opposite side. But if we slept at the opposite side, we'd be facing each other. But she goes that way, I go this way. <laughs> but, um, but you know what it is? It's amazing how many people will avoid wisdom. But then it says here, I'll not go through everything here, but wisdom is just saying that wisdom is available. People don't look to God. Because you know what, I've it all figured out. But you know what, wisdom, wisdom's the answer. And then it says here at the end of um, Pro- Proverbs chapter 1, let me look down here in verse um, 32. And it says here, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of the fools shall what? destroy them. There's a lot of people can prosper, but it doesn't, it doesn't help them. Praise God, we want to prosper with wisdom. Amen. We want to prosper God's way. In other words, look over in Proverbs chapter 3 for a second. As I said, you see, wisdom is what we we go after. Because wisdom has something to, to bring to us. And when it talks about wisdom in Proverbs, it always talks about wisdom in the feminine. Do you know why? Because you're meant to pursue wisdom. You pursue it. We're not pursuing money. We're meant to be pursuing wisdom. You put wisdom first. You know what? Even in ministry, there's a lot of things that people do to try and promote. I personally, I'm not doing those things. And it may be a different path. But I don't plan to be around for a month. I don't plan to be around for a year. I plan to be around for my life. And so you can, you can get something quick 
And I don't judge success based on numbers. I judge success in doing what God's called you to do. Period. And um, I don't plan to cut corners on the Word of God. Just to, just to, um, to be liked or all of those kind of things. And in our generation, there's a lot of people who won't like you if you preach what the Word says. But praise God, I'd rather stick with the Word. I believe that's God's way. So I'm, I'm going to pursue wisdom and you're pursuing wisdom. But here's the thing about wisdom. Wisdom comes like, so to speak, with two hands. It does come with hands. It comes like with shopping bags. Amen. You know, wisdom. If you get wisdom, you get what wisdom has. And what does wisdom have? Look what it says here about wisdom. And it talks here, but I'm not going to go through all of this in chapter 3. But let me just look down in verse 15. It says, She is more precious than rubies. And all things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Don't look to the stuff. Keep wisdom the center. Because wisdom is what gives. It brings everything. Look what it says. Length of days is in her right hand. Praise God for a long life. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Wisdom will give you a long life. Yeah. And that's the right hand. The right hand is, in the Bible, it's the predominant hand. And Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. I always say I'm left-handed. I don't get offended at that. There's too many people offended in our generation over everything. I'm left-handed. Um, yes, oh my, praise God. But you know, in the Bible, it's the predominant hand, the right hand. And it's the more favored hand. So let me tell you, your health, a long life, is more valuable than money. Yeah. Amen. As they often say, your health is your wealth. And then it says, and in her left hand is what? Riches and honor. Yeah. See, Solomon was smart. Solomon didn't seek money. Solomon asked for wisdom. And yet he became the richest man in the Bible. Why? Because he didn't go after the stuff. He went after wisdom. But wisdom comes with two hands. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. So wisdom adds to our lives. Praise God. Um, let me look in chapter um, 4 for a second. Look what it says here in verse 5. It says, um, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote you. You see that? Exalt wisdom. Get wisdom. Keep wisdom the center. Wisdom will promote you. Wisdom will prosper you. Wisdom will add to you. Praise God. She shall bring thee honor when thou dost remember her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Praise God. Don't pursue money, success, promotion. Pursue wisdom. Amen. That's why, you know, you know the parable of the sower, that's why it becomes so important. Sow the word into your life. It has a harvest to it. It produces you just focus on getting the word in, and the word will bring a crop in your life. Amen. It's the, the seed that starts to work. You have to get the seed into the ground. 
When you get the Word into the ground, let me tell you, the Word starts growing and producing. It's the Word that brings the harvest. Praise God for the wisdom of the Word of God. Praise God. Look over in um, um, 3 John for a second. And this is John as an older man. He's an aged man at this time, but he's also a very mature man in the things of God. And look at what John said here. It says, the elder, the mature John, amen, in age, and but also a mature in God. He says, unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Look at that, beloved. I wish above all things that you may well, prosper and be in health. Amen. But look at the key. Even as your soul prospers. Do you know you, prospered, you prosper inwardly before you prosper outwardly? True prosperity has taken place in here. It's the wisdom of God. It's the, it's the Word of God um, prospering your soul. That's what gives you all of those things in life. That's you have joy in your spirit, but when your soul pro prospers, it releases it into your life. The peace of God. It's all, it's all learning what Jesus has done for us. Get a revelation of it. That's why Paul was spoke like that in Ephesians. You know, I pray you get an understanding of these things. I pray the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you realize what Jesus has done for you. Get a revelation of it. I'm telling you, get wisdom and knowledge. Boy, it'll trigger all of these things in your life. God wants to prosper us, and God wants us in health. You know, sometimes people say, you're one of those health, wealth preachers. What's the opposite of that? Sickness and poverty? You know, and I don't believe in being, that you preach just on prosperity, finance, just on finances. I don't believe in doing that. I believe in preaching the Word. But I'm telling you, when you preach the Word, look, John said, and I, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health, but as your soul prospers. That's wisdom. You have to have the wisdom of God. Um, like you, you think of these verses here, Proverbs 23 and verse 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, well, so is, is he. You're becoming your thoughts. So if you don't prosper in your thoughts, you can get all the money in the world out here, but if you're not prosperous on the inside, let me tell you, then it's, it's, it's going, what's, what you get is not going to, it doesn't mean it's going to benefit your life. Yes, it can get you a bigger thing or all of those things, but it's not going to add to you because true prosperity is thinking. True prosperity is understanding the Word of God. True prosperity is revelation. True prosperity is walking with Jesus. Amen. Then it affects everything else. As you think you become, Romans chapter 8 and verse um, 6, it says, for to be carnally minded as well, death. You're going to have everything, but if, if you're carnally minded, everything you get, it doesn't, it doesn't um, benefit you the way it should. But it says to be spiritually minded as well, life and peace. So praise God, you prosper on the inside first. Then over in, um, um, let me just look over here in um, Isaiah 26. It says here in Isaiah 26 and verse 3, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Look at that. 
You see, it's God who keeps you in perfect peace, but our part is what? Whose mind is stayed on Him. Notice our mind is not to be stayed on money. Our mind is not to be stayed on things. Our mind is to be stayed on Him. That is true prosperity, is where the Word starts to prosper you on the inside. Amen? So whenever God does that to your life, you're not an idiot. It doesn't make you, you know, super ego. It doesn't make you look down on people. It doesn't fuel addictions. It doesn't destroy you. You know what? You, when, you, when you get God's heart, you can get stuff and be generous. You can get, you can get stuff and it, it blesses, blesses the move. This is the way God wants us to prosper. That's why when you prosper on the inside, you have God's perspective. Amen? And here's true prosperity. What is true prosperity? Having more stuff, having bigger, better, more, having nicer things, having better than everybody else. Is that true prosperity? No, true prosperity is having peace, peace. What's peace? Peace. Nothing missing. That's what it means. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That's true prosperity. True prosperity is not just having stuff. Because all stuff can do is buy you stuff in life. But you can still be broken. On the inside, you can have a prosperous bank account, but be broke on the inside. God wants to fix the inside. Amen. God wants to minister the word into us that starts to bring wisdom into our lives. Praise God. That is powerful. You know what you think of Jesus? What did Jesus say? Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It's all, that's kingdom. Follow me, I'll make you. We're not to follow money. Follow me, I'll make you. Follow wisdom. Amen? Um, Romans 12 lets us know about don't be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Praise God. We're transformed. See, the Word will transform you. That's, that's where prosperity comes. It starts to transform you. Nothing else can transform your mind like the Word. The Word transforms us. Amen. It'll transform our mind and transform our lives. Change your thinking. Change your life. And I know a lot of people use those kind of statements. But really, when I'm saying it is change your thinking, let God's Word dominate your thinking. And when God's Word dominates your thinking, it'll dominate your life. So you prosper on the inside as a man thinks, so is he. John's saying, an older man, I pray that you prosper and be in health, but here's how to do it God's way. Let your mind be prosperous. Because, let me tell you, when you have the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, it'll prosper you and it'll give you a long life. Praise God. Amen. Now, look at um, Matthew for a second here. Matthew chapter 12, praise God. And look what it says here in verse 42. It says, The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And look at what Jesus said, Behold, a greater than Solomon is what? Is here. Amen. It's amazing people traveled to listen to Solomon because they've seen the success. 
but they wanted to come to hear his wisdom. And Jesus said, a greater than Solomon is here. And it is amazing how many people will go to every philosopher that this world has to offer. But they will be like that wisdom is in the streets and they'll be running hiding from Jesus. And yet Jesus said, a greater than Solomon. Let me tell you, when the words of Jesus get into your life, you are doing the right thing. When you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind, you are not wasting your time. Amen. Praise God. God is so good. Oh, I tell you. He's so good. Look what it says of Jesus in, in um, Colossians 2 and verse 3. It says, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Praise God. And then people say Jesus doesn't want to prosper. Let me tell you, prosperity comes out of wisdom. And in Jesus is all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But here's the good news. You're, you're in Christ and Christ is in you. Amen. You have Christ in you as a believer. Praise God. What can Jesus do living through us? If we learn to look to him and make Jesus our source of wisdom. In other words, let me put it this way. If you pursue him, pursue his words. Fall in love with Jesus. Don't fall in love with money. Fall in love with Jesus. Amen. People chasing money instead of chasing Jesus. That's why the Bible says, you know, of the good shepherd, you know what, if you, you follow and pursue the good shepherd, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Follow Jesus. Amen. Enjoy everything that we get in life. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. We enjoy stuff, but we pursue Jesus. That's, how, that's what keeps you balanced. Amen. See, when you pursue Jesus, he has wisdom. He's wisdom and can prosper you in every area of life, not just financially. He can prosper you in your mind. He can set you free. How many people are bound in their thoughts tonight? And yet they'll drive a lovely car to and from work, drive home to a lovely home, have the latest technology and all of those kind of things. But there's a lot of things that are missing and there's a lot of things broken, even though they have money. But I'm telling you, Jesus can give you peace that passes all understanding. That's more precious than anything. God, uh, God can give you uh, a joy. God can comfort your heart. So, so many people are just broken in life. And yet the answer is Jesus. Yet people run, to, run for tablets quicker than they'd run to Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not against medication. But I am saying is, you know, medication can deal with symptoms. But medic, med, throwing medication at stuff, especially when it comes to the area of the mind, it'll never... It can't fix the mind. Medication can't fix the mind. It's a, it's a thought problem. And medication can't fix thoughts. But the word can. And all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in Jesus. But let me tell you, the Bible says you are complete in him. You know what? All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in you, in Christ Jesus. That's why when you take your place in him, you can say, Jesus, you are my wisdom. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Psalms 30, 35. See, this is why if you, 
If you let the Word of God and the wisdom of God dominate your life. This is your verse here. Amen. Psalms 35 and verse 27, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad. Amen. That favor my righteous cause. Not money. Notice that. Not money. My righteous cause. Praise God. Not just, you know, I love Andrew Walmack says, Give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. Amen. You know what? You get all you can and then you sit on the can. You know what I mean? It's all about me, 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 me. It's all about building my kingdom, my kingdom. That's not what it's about. See, when you prosper in your soul, you know what? You have the wisdom of God when you're like Solomon and saying, God, give me the wisdom of God so that I can be all you've called me to be, so that I can be effective in my generation, so that I can, you know, make a difference in my generation. We need to be saying, God, I want to be and do all that you've called me to do. That should be our heart. And Jesus, you are my wisdom and I'm pursuing you, Lord Jesus. But you know, when you pursue Jesus, do you know what you end up with? You end up with his heart. You end up with his love. You end up with his passion. So when you have all the, his heart and his passion, his desire, your mind's being renewed. You're not money-minded. You're Jesus-minded. Amen? You're full of the kingdom. Let me tell you, we're, then we can shout for joy and be glad. Why? For those that favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. You can start saying, God, you're magnified and prosper in me. Why? Because God, I have your heart. I want to live and just, I want my life to just be effective in the kingdom of God. You know, God takes pleasure in prospering people who have his kingdom heart. He takes pleasure in it. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. He loves prospering his people. Amen. Praise God. That's a wonderful verse. That's a good confession. Let them say continually. That's not saying once. Praise God. Say continually. The Lord takes pleasure in prospering me. Amen. Why? Because I favor his righteous cause. Amen. That's really what it comes down to. Prosperity and all of those kind of things get out of balance whenever we pursue the stuff. But when you pursue Jesus, let me tell you, everything's in its right place. Wisdom's your priority. You're pursuing wisdom. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in Jesus. Amen. He's a greater than Solomon, a wiser than Solomon. Praise God, and he lives in you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So praise God, we have God's kingdom heart. And I tell you, God takes pleasure in prospering us. Amen.